morning, Mossy. Mate, I think your dad will be upset about that comment. I thought he was best dressed. Mate, all I want to know, all I want to say is, can you imagine your wife wearing a wedding dress to a you know to a speaking event? You can't wear your number ones to a speaking event. Listen, backdoor Ben. Mate, seriously, it's unbelievable. You wore your wedding outfit to a speaking gig. (laughs) I I thought he looked magnificent. He did look sharp. Yeah, I'm just jealous because you outlooked me. Now, now, Mossy, I want to ask, all right, did those St. Louis Blues remain white by the end of the night? <laughs> there, was a few, uh, there was a few shoe bandits out there, Lodge, trying to set them my toes. But, mate, when you come from coaching at the professional level, you're used uh, to being having, having your toes trodden on. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Arnie, Arnie's a stayer. Yeah, he is. He loves it. Um, he was loving it, uh, mingling with uh, all our listeners. And uh, the only the only downside was uh, was Clarkie just itching him. Yeah, I had Let to him um, dry. I had to run. Sorry, buddy. Unfortunately, but um, it, it made it. You know what? I really enjoyed talking to him. I thought he was brilliant. Um, Great man. Yeah, look, I, I take very much old school. Um, you know, leadership style, in my opinion. I, I think he's very upfront, straight shooter, uh, says it how he means it. I, I, I would, like, again... He reminds me of a rugby cricket. league coach, yeah. Arnie. Mm-hmm. Yep. He reminds mm-hmm. me of a rugby league coach. Yeah. I would want I would want to play under mm-hmm. him. If I, if I was, yeah. you know, forget a sport, just his style of personality, like, he, he would drag the best out of me, I reckon. I'd love to play under him. Yeah, and you know what? He's very open-minded to learning from others as well. Like your comment then, Loz, he used to coach, I think it was about six or seven of the NRL club's uh, goal kickers um, back when, when he was coaching at Northern Spirit or just after. Um, and, and they loved him, you know, and he used to pick the brain of the rugby league coaches and the players and, you know, just pick up things here and there and, and then impart his knowledge. I heard a couple of questions he asked you, Clarky, just at the table privately and, you know, he shows a real care for, yeah. for the human being. Seems like we both like the media the same amount. <laughs> <laughs> Is that probably because we've copped our fair share of stick? <laughs> that was certainly our common denominator for the day. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it, was, uh, it was good fun. A really, really yeah, great day and, and great to mix with the uh, with the listeners, see them face-to-face at a couple of years. and um, Great day all round. Yeah. Certainly was. So on a positive, Mossy, uh, your leg in the multi on Friday. That went good. <laughs> Listen, I tipped, uh, I, tipped, uh, I tipped Manchester United to win the, the Carabao Cup. I've done that. So I'm two, two from two in that department. The multi was, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's talk less about that. Well, we would have probably forgotten about it. It was only Pengilly put his hand up and said it was the worst multi of all time. Because all your all your legs sunk, but let's talk a yeah. real positive, Mossy, over in uh, Scotland this morning, as we go from you know the Socceroos coach to the former Socceroos coach and Ange Postecoglou over there with Celtic, and they've won the Scottish League Cup final at Hampton Park this morning, two one, another trophy, and I think now we're very much at the point with Ange, you, you do start to wonder what is next. I mean, they could win a treble there this season, Celtic. Yeah, that's right. They're still alive. They're in the quarterfinal of the Scottish Cup. Um, that was the Scottish League Cup that they uh, they lifted this morning. Aaron Moy instrumental in uh, in both goals. Furuhashi uh, scoring both goals as he did in last year's final as well. And he's got 24 for this season. Um, but you're right. Look, it'll get to a point, and he's nine nine points clear in the league uh, over Rangers. So you know, I think winning the league again is. 
well, it's definitely theirs to lose. Let's say that it's not quite a lay down Mazzea yet, but um, certainly his to lose. But I think I still think the holy grail for Ange is the Champions League, um, you know, and actually making a dent in that. Um, so that could, you know, weigh heavily on his mind around timing of, of when the next uh, when the next move comes. But you know, the noise is always getting louder and louder for the Premier League. Every club that is managerless or, or goes through a change of manager, his name gets thrown thrown in there. So um, you know, it's only a matter of time, surely. Just with that, Mossy, this is a two pronged uh, question. Um, in the Champions League with Celtic, can, can they be a serious competitor? And is Ange the type of coach that likes to challenge himself to stay at a club to make it continually have success? Or is he look at going to a club where he can start from the ground up and build that success? Yeah, I, I might answer that backwards, Loz, actually. So I'll start with your yep. second question. Um, he always times his moves very, very well. So, you know, he, he knows when the time is right to, to move on. And, and you look at what happened with Brisbane Raw. You look at um, not so much Melbourne victory because the, the Socceroos job came around um, and, and sort of pulled him away from that one. But uh, Yokohama in Japan, um, the timing was right to move. Um, and, and the same will happen. And, and then the Socceroos, of course, he, he moved on where, when he thought he'd uh, reached the end of the road there. So his timing is very good. Um and, and he does like to take projects where, you know, you can get some really quick wins. Um, yep. and, and a few little tweaks here and there will shift the, the narrative and the dynamic uh, very quickly. Um, with regards to the Champions League, can they make a dent? The hard part for Celtic, and this is, again, with all due respect to the Scottish League, that they don't play a lot of massive games in their league. Obviously, the old firm is comes around... Uh, you know, a few times a season, um, depending on how they go in the Cups and, and so forth. Um, but the Champions League, uh, every single game is massive. And when you're not, you know, when you're not trained to, to handle the massive occasion every single week, it, it, come, it becomes very hard to flick that switch when Champions League games come around. So whether they can make a dent there, I think the, the Scottish League is a, is a handbrake on you know, whether it's Celtic or Rangers making a dent in the Champions League. But if anyone can do it, um, you know, and he's had one crack at it now, Ange, so he'll be much more educated around what needs to happen this time round. Um, I think he can probably get a couple of wins there. And in England, you mentioned it, but Manchester United, uh, their first trophy since 2017, 2-0 against Newcastle in that League Cup final. So poor old Newcastle still without a trophy in more than 50 years, but... Uh, Starting to really get some momentum under Eric Ten Hag. Yeah, that's right. The only surprise this morning for me, and, and this is all due respect to Newcastle supporters, I, I, I did tip Manchester United. I just thought their momentum was strong going into this game. Newcastle have just gone off the boil a little bit under Eddie Howe the last uh, last few weeks. So not great timing when you've got a final to play. But um, the only surprise for me was that Rashford wasn't on the score sheet. He's been incredible um, in the last sort of six to eight weeks. But um, yeah, it, it's I think it's validation of the direction Ten Hag is taking the club. Uh, I, I remember months and months and months ago, Clarkie and I having a chat on air about Cristiano Ronaldo and, and what what could happen if uh, if he was to move Ronaldo on. Well, I think we're seeing the results of that. And it's not just yeah. down to that, but I think that was a big factor um, in Ten Hag getting control of the dressing room. And um, they're moving in the right direction. And silverware breeds a lot of confidence and smiles. And, uh, you know, when players are happy and winning things, then anything's possible. And they're, they're on a great trajectory now. Uh, but they've got Liverpool this weekend. 
Oh, so lock so another could all come crashing down on Monday oh. morning. Oh. <laughs> fingers crossed, fingers crossed. At Anfield. <laughs> hey, Mossy, what about Chelsea, mate? Their dismal run continues. They got beaten by Tottenham. Uh, the manager, Graham Potter. How many yeah. more games has he got in him? Good. Well, by his own admission, not many. Uh, he said after the game that, you know, support only goes uh, for so long at a club, uh, you know, the in-club, but particularly a club the size of Chelsea. Things are not going well at all. They've scored, um, my goodness, they've scored... One goal in uh, the last one, six matches. One goal in yeah. six games, absolutely, and, and two wins in 15. Um, so they are on a, a slippery slide at the moment, the, the wrong direction. So, um, look... I don't know. One game, two tops. I, I really don't see him. If, if they don't win this weekend, um, you know, and if they went for another one or two weeks, I, I, I can't see it continuing. They, they just can't afford it at a club like Chelsea. What about in the A-League, buddy? Uh, what did you make of Sydney FC's loss to Melbourne City? Um, look, it was fighting, Clarkie. It was a mm. fighting loss. Um, you know, they didn't go away, even though Melbourne City dominated on the scoreboard. Um, and Sydney only scored their second goal in the 94th or fifth minute. Um, Caballo, the, the, the left back. Um, but yeah, Melbourne City are just heads and shoulders, um, you know, above the above the rest. Um, and they're, what, they've, they've taken a nine-point lead now over second-place Central Coast Mariners. But the thing is, from second to 12th, there's 10 points. So from second place Central Coast Mariners to last place Melbourne Victory, who have got four points in their last uh, six, um, there's only 10 points. That's three wins and a draw. So any team that can get on a run um, is, is capable of uh, leapfrogging other teams. So it's still very, very tight with, uh, I think there's uh, nine games to go. And in the, well, the derby between the Wanderers and MacArthur, just uh, there's got to be some worries there for the Bulls, doesn't there, Mossy? 4-0 there at Combank. Yeah, I, I feel familiar to Jofsky because he's taken over, a, you know, a ship where there's obviously a, a you know, a lot of, um, uh, what's the word, a, a, a lot of issues to, to deal with for a, for a first-time senior manager, and obviously Dwight York, how that ended so abruptly. There was obviously some some deeper issues and just a team talk after uh, the game in Adelaide, I think it was. Um, but yeah, Western Sydney Wanderers credit to them; they were dominant. Um, Macarthur had a red card. Craig Noon after six minutes, um, so to play for 84 minutes with uh, plus injury time, with 10 men was always going to come back to bite them. And um, and Western Sydney Wanderers made them pay. And Marco Rudan, his uh, his revolution at the Wanderers is uh, is starting to take shape. We'll have to leave it there, Mossy. Thank you so much. Have a great week, guys. Take care.